Welcome, everybody. <clears throat> Just a point of information first. This is being recorded. It's normal practice. Satsangs are always recorded. But just to tell you that that's what this gadget is. If you need me to slow down in my speech or become less Irish or something, just let me know. <laughs> because, you know, you can talk a little bit quickly sometimes. So, I'll try. So what if nothing were to happen at all, huh? You'd discover that there were expectations running, perhaps, and that maybe there was an idea of you should get something, because that's how it works, I give and I get. You might be angry. You might have a great story to start a whole gossip thread. <laughs> so lots of things we can do with it, huh? And in one way, if nothing at all happens, it's the best thing. Because that's going to shake most of what needs to move. But we're in this world where, you know, there's a way of communicating and a way of connecting, and this is what we're told to do. So we talk. But the greatest teaching is in silence. If you're silent enough, things come to you. Sometimes you've got to wait. But the wisdom that you have inside you is greater than anything that I can dilute with my words to tell you. Because I'd be diluting. I'd be bringing it through a dualistic framework, bringing it through language, bringing it through this intellect into that intellect in order for you to remember something that you already know. But this is what we do at Satsang. This is the spiritual search. The wisdom is inside of you. But we're trained to look outside because in some way maybe we're not complete or there must be more or the world that we live in trains us to look outside. So what do we do? We look outside. <coughs> it's a habit. And it's a bad habit when it comes to the spiritual path. At this point of the game, if you've ended up at satsang, it's about rewinding what you've worked so hard to establish for yourself. You know, a life, trying to be happy, setting up whatever, friends, family, lifestyle, physical comfort, all the things that you try to set up, huh? That's what we do in life. And it's good to get these things organized. But the price of setting all that up means we have to build an ego, we build, you know, desires and a way to achieve the desires and we have a self-image, and the self-image takes a lot of work to reinforce and build up and sustain and keep it going. Because you're only as good as your last gig, you know. 
This is how it is, you know? This is our culture. This is our life. These are the, the constraints that will try and make the ego stronger and stronger and stronger. Keep rebuilding what you go to satsang to unravel. Keep rebuilding it. The world out there will do that. But you have a choice. You can play into that, or you can see that it's a game and back out. Because it's just a game. It's a game of the ego. Just to keep the show going. So who would you be without your patterns, your habits, your, I don't know, Facebook, your mates, your scene, your job, your status? Who would you be? Would it be all right if all of us were to go? All of us were to go. For some of us, it's taken. It's like, yank, there you go. See how you manage now. <laughs> and others, you're, you know, you've got to work through it while you're rearing your kids, while you're doing your 70 hours a week. You know? And you've got to just learn how to see that that's a role being played, that I can use my life, my lifestyle, to show me how to go in, to show me how to dig deeper. So whether you're being yanked out and being thrown to India or a life of solitude or whatever it is, if, if, if your life is being pulled out and being made spiritual externally, fine. But if you're here, it makes no difference. It's happening anyway. It's happening anyway. Whether the outside world changes or not, the gig is inside. It's all inside. And for one who can appear to be seamless on the outside, like everything continues on the outside, it's just the same, somehow the awakening tends to be really, really deep and thorough on the inside. Because you've had to hold it all together. And so the going in has to be gradual step by step, so the ships are integrated as you go. So a huge transformation might be a fantastic thing to happen, but it might leave you rather, you know, dysfunctional for a while. It's fine, you could do what Eckhart Tolle did and sit on the bench for a few years. I mean, it happens like that too. But if it's possible to live a normal life, this is the middle path. The Buddha knew what he was talking about here. To live a regular life and to let this work be happening on the inside. What happens then is that you discover that what you're talking about to other people is garbage. Because you stop investing. Once you start going in, you can't invest in who I think I am what I am expected to say, the role that they want me to play, or I know that person likes me because they see that side of my personality. All of these investments have to go. All of them will be taken from you. Whatever it is that you're using in order to maintain a false sense of you, a phenomenal you, if you're invested in it, pull back that investment. Pull back the investment. You might still play the game, but no, this is a game actually, and I can back out if I have to back out. 
You're only going to be fooling yourself. Is this making sense? Okay. Okay. I know in a group like this, everybody's at a different stage, but you'll pick up what you'll pick up. Don't worry about it. And the only thing, I, I suppose the biggest thing, if I were to follow on from this thread of what I'm talking about, the biggest thing that happens when the truth is seen and integration happens. And for this one, the integration took a few years. There was like nothing going on for years. No nighttime dreams, no thoughts, no nothing. <laughs> Nada, nothing. Just blank screen, responding to whatever was happening in, in front of me, and that was it. In very, at, and during that phase, an inability to discern and going with what other people wanted me to do because I didn't know what to do. I didn't have a clue. So I ended up in a lot of scrapes because it was like, yeah, a yes would arise, yes, yes, without discernment. That faculty even had switched off. That was a bit of a mess. So, so, you know, awakening or seeing the truth, it can create problems too for the phase of integration. It can create plenty of problems. But it balances itself out, of course. It balances itself out. It just depends how the, how the frying happens of your neurological wiring. You know? Go for it gently. If you can continue a regular life, good for you. So the one thing that, if there were to be one thing named to contrast what it's like for someone sitting in the room and for somebody who's, who speaks at satsang, the seeking stops, completely and totally stops. There's no reason to have a goal, an aim, no reason for... Uh, life just happens, and that's enough. It's enough entertainment. <laughs> There's no need for looking for something, trying to make stuff better, anything better, wanting a better house, job, income, car, you name it. It's always external stuff, huh? Less wrinkles. Maybe it's less, you know? I don't know. <laughs> less of some things and more of another. This is the game that we play. But when seeking stops, would it be all right? Can you leave space right now for that part of you that wants more to stop? If that were to stop, would it be all right? The Buddhist practice of being content, training your mind to be content, is along these lines. It's very useful. It's very useful, just being content. But when the seeking stops, what was there all the time, that, that, that somehow you might now think you're not happy with it. You might not think it's enough, or that there's something not right. That energy comes from the search. Total peace and happiness and calm and the divine essence that you are is inside right now. It's there right now. But we do our damnedest to run away from it so that we can find it out there. 
It's Looney Tunes, you know? It's like, and this is how we're wired. This is just how we're wired. We're story-making machines, you know? I mean, we're, that's, that's, how we, that's how we function. We're story-making machines. We're all about story. Everything is about story. You know, we've nothing to say unless there's a story. All our language. Everything is story. Everything. And that's, that's our species. We're story-making machines. Other species don't have stories. And we think that, you know, we're better off because we're stories. And it's like, uh-oh. Actually, you know. This is the glue. The glue within the human species. We connect through story. It's always story. Your story is going to be taken from you. Your investment in it is going to be taken from you. It might look the same on the outside, but your investment in it is going to be swiped. So if that which is not looking for anything, that place within that you might feel, but it's not, doesn't feel how it should feel, doesn't feel whole and complete, that movement is already the part of you that thinks, believes, habitually looks outside for something to make you feel whole. You see, nothing changes. It's just that the seeking stops. So if the being dissatisfied with something, that dis-ease, if that were to be taken, well, well, why would there be a need for anything more or anything to happen? It's that energy, if I can call it, of, of dissatisfaction, of, of there's something more. It's, it's just a habit. It's a bad loop. It's an unhealthy loop. It's great in terms of managing the world. It enables us to go out there and make our place. Make our name, make our identity. But we're in the unraveling part of it now. So you can unravel forever. And, you know, and, and that, that might happen. You might have no option but just to unravel, unravel, and unravel, and deal with this, and start out this, and do your spiritual practice, or, you know, come off the path, go on the path, try this path, try that path. We, you know, this is what we do. It's another industry. It is. It really is. It's another industry. You know? What to do? And here I am. <laughs> the Jack character, playing the game too, you know? That's consciousness, it's just doing it. But I know it's not what I am. I know it's not what I am. So if you can see that the character that you're pretending to be is the one who runs the program about there's something not complete or whole or not right or this isn't enough. If you can see that your character is running that story and then drop deeper beneath the character that wakes up in the morning, drop deeper to the thing that's active when you're sound asleep at night, not dreaming to the thing that has space, maybe when you're on your yoga mat, or maybe in meditation, or driving the car, or just that, that gap, that break from who you think you are, when those spaces come. 
All that's happened is that the searching, the looking outside, the desire, desire, anything will do. I desire what I am feeling right now to go away. How can we fix that? This is what we do, huh? So rather than, okay, we can go out and we can get something and we can bring it back in and, you know, and that will sort that out until the next thing will crop up and we'll sort that out. And, and that's what we do at that time. We just chip away at the little <laughs> bits and go out and do the next, you know, sort it out and come back. But like there is a thump, a direct path. If you can see that all of the searching is moving you away from what you are, the show is over. It's over. But then you'd have no story. And we're back there again. The story has been played by the character. I have no interest in it. It's not you anyway. It never was you. Even though you work so hard to keep it up, keep it strong, invest in it, and do it right, and get it right, and become a better person, and change the world, and whatever it is, is your gig, you know? We all play some story. That's just consciousness doing, or the creation, or life, or universe, whatever you want to call it, God. That, that's it doing the character. That's all that is. It's just doing the character. It's not you at all. But there's a mechanism built into your brain where you believe it's you. That's the problem. And that's what we call the belief in separation. You're believing it's you. When you go in, you just get this feeling of like, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. I need to do something else to improve this. And it's like, no, you're not in at all. You're not in at all. You're still at that place of, let me out, get me out in the world. and Let me fix and start something. Go deeper than that. Sink, sink again. Sink again. To where that voice has no credibility. Where that voice is not believed. It's right there inside all the time. It's there all the time. But your mind will say it's not good enough. And of course your mind is going to say that because it's the machine that wants to keep the story going. Of course it's going to say that. It can only want more. That's its function. Bless it. It's perfect. That's its function. It has to do that. Your mind is never going to be able to rest and be at ease because, because then you're, I don't know, you become a vegetable or something. I mean... The body needs the mind, you know, that's just functioning. So the thing that's saying, no, no, this, this inner thing, no, no, it's not deep enough. It's like, yeah, okay, okay, that's fine, that's mine, don't believe it, drop deep, drop deep, keep dropping. Or expanding, or whatever it feels to you. But for most, it's kind of energetically dropping. And one of the reasons it drops is that because we work out things with our head, we get an intellectual understanding, and that's really important on this path, because at a certain point it is about knowledge, pure knowledge, knowing the truth directly, and seeing the illusion and life, and see the matrix and how it's built. And an understanding comes about this, sooner or later, before or post-enlightenment, it doesn't matter, it comes anyway. But the other part is your heart has to become clearer. You know, 
an intellectual awakening on its own, it's, it's smelly, you know? And when it's all about heart and love and there's no knowledge, that's stinky too. There has to be a, a line-up, a line-up. And if you look at what's been happening, you know, we've had, we've had years of, I suppose, maybe since the 60s, when introspection began and therapy movements started and people started to go in. And of course, other cultures were doing it forever and always, taking plant medicine, taking different things to clear out the lies that we believe. So, so while while the intellectual hi, while the intellectual has been getting stronger and stronger, intellectual understanding in the science world, that's what they're doing, the intellectual understanding. But the therapeutic world has been doing the heart. If you need to dip in and out of the two of these, just dip in and out. Neither can give you the full thing. Neither. They're just tools to remind you. Actually, yeah, you can play with this. You can have this methodology, you can have this experience, and you can unravel your story. And then you can go up to your head and you can get understanding of how pure consciousness creates this matrix and that it's actually not what you see at all. You know, we see in 2D actually, and your mind is making it 3D. Even science knows this now. You know, science can prove, has proven that, that everything is interconnected by this strangle, what's it called? Entanglement? String string theory, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's there. It's, it, it's an entanglement, isn't it funny? We're all entangled. <laughs> so, you know, it, science can prove there's no separation. There's no separation. And still, no, there's separation. It's like, um, so it makes no difference, really, if science has proved it or not, you know? Isn't it funny, you know? It's like we still want to run our belief, actually, and experience has taught me otherwise, and it's like, actually, no, that's just the story that you've created in order to keep your personal eye going, in order to keep a sense of you going. And I wouldn't mind, but you're not even doing that. Like, that, the, the entire consciousness is doing you. It's doing you. But we want to claim it. It's me, myself, I. It's like, actually, no, you're an outpost of the divine. Your character, your body is an outpost of the divine. If you want to label for what you are, then you must be divinity itself. A divine being? No, no, no. Too much in separation. Then there's being and not being. I don't like that stuff. Divinity itself. The essence of divinity itself. Oh, that's what you'll find if you go deeper than the thing that's searching all the time. That's what you'll find. And experientially, if you're looking for an experience, you might. You might get a little aroma, you might not, it's okay. The knowing is deeper than a physical experience. You know the way we experience something, I can experience picking up this plastic holder. Okay, yeah, I can feel it, that's an experience. The experience of your divinity doesn't register in the same way because we don't go through our senses. You see? So, you're, you know, your, your senses are for managing in the world. Don't believe them, they're all lying. They're, we don't even, I'm actually... I, there's no point that my hand is actually touching this plastic gadget right now, anyway. I mean, science tells us that, but yet, no, no, I'm touching it, and I can feel it, and I can tell you what the temperature pretty much is. And, I mean, garbage. We're actually not touching it at all. So we have all these different ways of viewing the world, of experiencing the world. That could just tell you how much of a liar your, sen your set of senses is. It's for functioning. It's a toolkit. But we imagine that it's telling you the truth. And it's just like this, that your image is built up, that your personality is built up, 
a bundle of stories in order to make functioning happen. You think it's you? Really? Who told you that? It's a lie. It was a lie. You're not the character you're pretending to be. The character is an outpost of the divine. And what you are is the essence of divinity itself. But we want the character to know it somehow. And the character might know it or might not know it. It really doesn't matter. As long as there's some kind of access access to your divine essence within yourself. And it might be that I know I know it, but I don't know what I know. Perfect. If that's as good as you're going to get in your life, so what? Keep going there. Keep going there. Live from there. Let every movement come from there. That's what's happening anyway. Except a filter system comes in and says, whoops, subjective perception, in it comes. My story, in it comes. And it distorts the view. And then we've got personal interest, and I am now playing. They're just like filters behind what is absolutely the pure movement from divine essence itself. You can let that move through you and, and live your life. And it will pick up your mind when it needs to use the phone, drive a car. It will pick up the working mind. But the thinking mind, that's not needed at all. It's not needed at all. The thoughts, all that loop, it's, it has to be garbage. It's just a bundle of stories to enable functioning. That's all it is. And we rehash them and rehash them and rehash them. That's just a, a, the default program of our species. That's all it is. Recently, you know, um, because I'm living with somebody now, my husband, um, <laughs> I, I, I have to talk a lot more because when there's somebody in the house with you, 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 you I'm sure you'd like if I talk less, but I'm learning how to talk more. <laughs> um, and I, I find myself saying, oh, I'm phenomenally happy. And it's never like I'm feeling happy because I'm always the same. What I am is always the same. It's always still and untouched and outside of all of it. And it's not engaged at all. What I am is not engaged. And there's always a very high percentage of my attention on that. Like kind of 90 something percent. That, that's where I am. That's where I'm hanging out in what I really am, in that essence. And then there's, you know, yeah, whatever I need to engage in the world is the little bit is enough, you know. But there can be phenomenal happiness or I'm phenomenally pissed off because I remember saying that recently. I'm phenomenally pissed off and it just came out, you know. I said, gosh, that's how it works. It's like phenomenally the character is pissed off. But sure, I'm fine. You know? I'm always the same. I'm always absolutely totally at peace, but I'm phenomenally pissed off. That's kind of crazy language, but it kind of gives you an idea of how it works, you know? So it's, yeah, I used to have these ideas as well, like maybe, whatever, 10, 15 years ago, that, you know, I never need to take an Advil. I, I never have, you know, digestive problems, and 
There'll be always, you know, proper health. And once awakening happens, everything will go smoothly. I mean, go. <laughs> it's not so at all. All the phenomenal world continues just the same. But it's known to be not real. It's just known to be not real. It's just not true. It's never true. It, it's like trying to believe in Santa Claus again. Can you imagine if you tried to believe in Santa Claus? That's what it's like. It's like... It's, it's just... It's ridiculous, because it's, it's totally proven to you that there is no Father Christmas that comes around every 25th, 24th of December. It's totally clear you've probably been a Santa Claus yourself several years. You know? So, so it, it's, like, it's like trying to believe in Santa Claus, believe in the character. That, that's the only, that's the difference. You know? So then the character might want whatever, you know? A new top, or to get her hair done the character. It'll happen or it won't. You know, there isn't enough investment to like, I need this, I need. Because that's the character playing, doing her thing, saying her bit. But there's no desire there. There's no, there's no energy to uh, follow through and make a desire happen, happen. There's like an idea of something that, oh yeah, that'd be great. You know, but, but there isn't that potency, that investment and when you believe you're the character, you're going to follow your desires. You see? Now, let's link this with the character who is doing the seeking, who's looking for something, who wants to make it better. So if the investment, if a little chink of separation came between what you really are, between that thing that you can't really name, but, but you know because you've got glimpses of it, because you wouldn't be here unless you've had some, some access, some knowing. So... In that space, can you take the big, big chance, the big six million dollar leap? It's probably six million, it's probably low now at these day and ages, but anyway. <laughs> the high jump, if you can take the high jump to see that the character is the one looking for something better. The character is the one who's doing the seeking. And if you could make that separation, then what the heck are you looking for? What? do you want? What do you think is going to give you, come from the outside of the world and give you? Give you what? What's it going to give you? It's going to give you a temporary hit until the next desire comes, because that's all it can do. It's all it can do. There will be another one, because that's the cycle. If it comes from the outside, it must be temporary, because the world is temporary. Everything that you can name, see, hear, feel, touch is temporary. So no matter what it is you want, it's going to do it for a while. Fine, go after it and, and prove me wrong. Come back to me in five years' time and say, you know what, I got that big job or I got that whatever it was, ideal lover or whatever it is. Five years' time, ten years' time, will it still be enough? It won't. It, it won't. Life has probably taught you that already and if it hasn't, it's going to. How it works. It's the energy of desire, huh? So the character does these desires. And the character will just move towards that which is harmonious if you are not invested in the character. It's not that you become half dead. But the movement, the natural movement, would be just towards what's harmonious. And it might work out, and it might not work out, and hey, you'll roll with it either way. 
life works out like that. It tends to be a different way, a different approach, or a different methodology, I suppose, of how the character manifests, or how you, you as being the, the human body-mind, move through the world. It manifests a little bit differently. That's all. But the gig shifts inside. Inside. So the invitation is to allow a chink of space to come between the essence of what you are, whatever that is, that knowing. Let a little space come between that inner deepest part of you and the character and the games that the character plays. Let there be space there. Do it right now. Oh, I'll take that home and I'll do it. I'm... <laughs> do you want your money back? You might as well go now. Do it now. And if there's, for example, pain in the physical body, okay, it's being registered by the character. The body is feeling it, and it's being registered by the character. That's fine. But you are something a little bit deeper than that, of a different flavor, of a different essence. Let that space get bigger. The show's over. The show's over. And if you think you're the character again, just like, whoa, put in that wedge, put in that space between what I really am and between the game of the character. Character needs to be there. Character is beautiful, you know? I mean, it's beautiful. It's an exquisite <coughs> refinement of thoughts and ideas and flesh and blood and I mean, senses. Fantastic, fantastic mechanism, you know? The character moving through the body. It's beautiful, the whole thing together. But it's not you. It's not you at all. So the character isn't to be denied or suppressed. Because that's, that's religion, you know, suppressing the character. It's like, that's going to come up and bite you in the ass. <laughs> Allowing the character to do its thing, but just not investing in what he or she wants. Do you know? It's like, yeah if, it, yeah, if this happens, great, and I'll move towards that way. But if it doesn't happen, it's all right. It's all right. It's just the character needs the outcome that he or she wants. It's the character that's going to run that tightness. All that contraction will only come from the character's desires. If there's some attention in what you really are, then there isn't 100% investment in what the character is up to. And then there's a bit of space. Then there's a bit of space. Expansion comes in, you know. 
the body isn't isn't a contracted place where you're stuck in it. You know, it's like no, no the, the character would run that story, but your divine essence isn't stuck in your body. It's not stuck in there. Even though I point to my my gut as if it's in my belly, <laughs> it's kind of like a direction because it's 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 everywhere and it's nowhere. But the deepest part, we tend to think it's in our gut somewhere, huh? You're not stuck. But the character can play like that. Have a long intro, isn't it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so all we can do is talk about the character stories, and this is the show, huh? The spiritual show. <laughs> what to do, you know? What to do? We play the game at unraveling the character, and, <coughs> and sure, there's a perfection in it because because it's what's happening. But is it necessary? Not at all. Not at all. But usually, you end up having to do the unraveling of the character's story in order to see that you didn't have to do it. <laughs> and I know it sounds nutty, but it really—it's true for most people. It's like. All of that healing work, all of that stuff I did in those shamanic journeys and their those quests and those, whatever it is, all the money I spent on, whatever. And it's like, this was just sitting there all the time. I was just playing a game. I was just off on the latest little escapade of desire and what I need to do and next story. And that's really all you were doing. It was just spiritual instead of being a casino or a, I mean, you can hang out anywhere, no? <laughs> So you can, you can be, you know, invested in all that and do the character and whatever. It's fine. If that's what needs to happen, that's what needs to happen. Just take away this little tiny piece of information. That you will not find you at the end of your spiritual search. The spiritual search stops. stops and what you were looking for is there all the time. That's how it works. You're not at the end waiting for yourself to find yourself. The searching stops. Just stops. So if the searching were to stop now, just stop. We could cancel the hill tonight anyway, first of all. <laughs> if the searching were to just stop, Would the character be all right? Okay, we've got one nod. <laughs> but it can't be the character saying, I'm going to stop the search because then I'll find me. That's not it. You know, that's not it. It's about accessing that, that, that part that's not engaged in the search. 
that's not setting itself up as a reward at the end of the search. It's accessing that part and seeing through the game of the character. Then there is this phenomenal human movement or drive to become better. To become better people or more conscious or more aware or more informed or that let that be part of the character. What happens for many is that they pull that natural movement to evolve, <coughs> to become more refined. They pull that into their spiritual search. So you have to eat seriously organic. You have to you know <laughs> you really have to get it absolutely all right and it's like oh my god it's so exhausting. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? So, so to pull that away from your spiritual search, because yeah, the character will want to improve him or herself. Sure, I'll allow that to happen. They want to become better people. It's, it's natural, we just do. Whatever idea that the character is running, which it imagines, well, uh, you know, I'd be better off if, you know, there was more peace and calm, or if I meditated every day. Lovely, fine. What, keep it to refining your lifestyle, changing your lifestyle, just for the character's own entertainment. That's all it is. That's all it is. If the character feels better doing the mantra, then let the character do the mantra. You know? Let it do it. Otherwise, you're back thinking, no, the mantra will actually... I'll find myself at the end of the mantra if I say it enough times. Okay, try it and see. So it's fine to do the spiritual practice or the you know analysis or the, the searching or the meditation. It's fine to do all that. The character is doing it because it's hooked into that evolutionary thing that the human species has about being better, just improving itself. Being fitter, healthier, cleaner, higher vibration, whatever rocks your boat, whatever makes sense to you. character can do that. That's fine. But it has nothing to do with you finding what you really are. It's taking you further away. Because mind will use your, the spiritual practice to set up you know, a whole cycle of what to do before you see the truth. It's like the truth is just sitting there all the time but you're too busy looking at something else. Too busy doing your mantra, trying to find the truth in order to just actually drop the whole freaking thing and <laughs> what's inside, what's inside? The very same thing you're going to find at the end of a gazillion mantras, or not. It's true, you know. It really is. That's how it works. With the evolution of, of human beings, if you look through history, the role that religion played in controlling people, and you know, different religions, they all have their own way of kind of having a set set of values and, and a, a social norm and pulling it together. And it was great. They're great for, for um, aligning societies, you know, for enabling us to live together. They really serve their part, serve their purpose. And now we've got spirituality that's much looser. It's much looser. 
but it's kind of doing the same thing. It's still just another set of rules of what to do in order to find God. It's just a bit more sophisticated, but it's the same thing. format of, of, uh, of how we do satsang is that if somebody wants to talk, ask a question or share something or we just roll one after the other and see how it goes. So the questionnaire's chair is here and if it's like, oh I couldn't get up there, it's like that's the character talking, that's desire talking, and that's the ego and it's visibility and all that stuff talking. You can obey it and continue to be invested in it. Or you can just move anyway and let that which is coming through you move. Yeah. Good evening. Um, my name is Adina. And I actually have a few comments, a few questions. I'll start with one and then have the turn. Sure. Um, I really liked one of your last comments you made when you talked about repeating the mantra, so what to expect to receive at the end of it. I've been attending quite a lot of kirtans and satsangs where we repeat a lot of longer, short mantras. But um, I've also studied these mantras and satsang for quite a lot of years. And what I've learned studying was quite similar to what you said, was that mantra is actually just a pointer. Like we say, the point, the, the finger that points to the moon. And when it just repeats the mantra, even what, even if we know what the mantra is, when people just repeat the mantra, they tend to get stuck on the mantra and they forget to be aware of that reality that the mantra is pointing at, which is, in most of the cases, the divine. And it's, you know, a similar case is when we talk, when we, we point, we have a dog, and we try to make the dog look at the moon. It's just like the finger pointing to the moon. The dog, we keep on staring at the finger, the dog will not look at the moon. Yeah. So my question was, what do you think about the practices of these mantras? And people believe that those mantras are like magic formulas that are going to just change their lives and make them liberated and you know make them enlightened, enlightened beings, just like practicing the kirtan and learning the songs and chanting and just repeating the mantras. But actually never getting to that faith that is supposed to be involved in a satsang and becoming really aware and immersed in the target, which is what the mantra points to. Do you believe that the mantras will do that for you? No, I actually try to look at the target. I mean, if I practice a mantra and I usually practice it silent, I'm, I like more the silent meditation, I try to get immersed in that divine reality that the mantra points to. If I practice a mantra with a mantra and I do not feel the real meaning and what the mantra is supposed to awaken myself, I meditate more on the meaning of the mantra and I try to get it from my mind in my heart. Okay. Okay. Is there access to what you really are if you don't go through the mantra route? 
I find the mantra as a beginning tool. So here I would kind of make a comment about Ramana Maharishi's teachings and uh, self-inquiry meditation, the question who am I? Which is again, it's, it's quite so very well explained by Maharishi, it's supposed to be a pointer. We don't repeat the question who am I, just repeating it. We just say it once in a while to remind ourselves of what we are supposed to seek. And again, we start in the mind, but then we have to bring it in the heart. And eventually from the mind where the question works, being manipulated by the character, you know, you ask who am I, and I is in the mind, you have to let it gradually get in the heart, where you get away from the rational thinking to the direct knowledge and just the awareness of, of who am I, which is divine nature. So I may start as a mantra at the mind level, and I work with it as a tool, and later, you know, gradually let it go to my heart, where it becomes direct awareness of the nature. So only, you know, keep on repeating this question, who am I, it only opens the gate to that place where you can just get that feeling. Okay. And do you ever get that feeling without going through those pointers? At this point, yes. I started yeah. practicing with a mantra, yeah. but at this point, just... Um, I would make another kind of uh -huh. um, similar comment here. Uh, in the studies of Maharishi and others that study the same thing, there was at some point a comparison between belief and faith. So now I'm just going to repeat what I learned. This is not my personal, okay. you know, it, I, but I kind of like it. So what my teachers say that we start, I'm talking about people who really want to believe. So I'm not talking about the people who try to refuse belief and try to counter it. I'm talking about the people who really want to believe. But even those, if we keep the belief in our mind is a character saying, I want to believe. I want to pray, I want to chant, I want to do satsang, I want to work with mantras. But it's still that character, that feeling of I in my head, saying that I want to believe. And that's still limited. And the real thing is that you manage to bring the I, which is a character, back home, which is again in the heart. And that's when you get to faith. So it's getting from belief level to faith level. And faith is in the heart when you get in the faith. You don't have to question anything. You don't have to say mantra. You can simply stay in silence or you can simply walk on the street and you have pure faith, pure truthful faith that gives you the direct intuition and acknowledgement and awareness that you are divine nature. Okay. Do you notice your language? You either say you or you say we. It's a character. <laughs> so, what about saying I? It, I'm trying to stay away from saying I. Do you deliberately do that? I think it became a habit, actually, because when I say I, I still tend to go in my mind. You know, when I get born, when we start from the seed of being pure... When we, when we. Again, just, I, just for this, I. just for this, let's talk I. Okay. So I start in the heart because it comes from the source. It comes at the very moment. We come from the source. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the point of start is in the heart. But then I, as we go through life, moves to the mind. And as I understand the purpose of the satsang and the self-inquiry meditation and all these practices that try to help us get back to the true nature is to bring 
I, or the character, back home, which is in the heart, and that's where the faith is and the direct awareness of our divine nature. Okay. Yeah. You, okay. So you can you can you can run those loops. You can. They're all just perspectives on the same thing, as you as you said. I'm interested in you because you've learned a lot. But I'm interested in you. What happens for you? I think it works quite well. So when I practice satsang, I'm trying to not focus on the mantra, but start from the mantra as a pointer, and then bring my awareness to the target. And what happens? What what is happening before you remember the mantra? What goes on there? Sometimes I don't even need the mantra. I don't. I I don't know. At this point, I don't particularly need the mantra. Okay. So so. Tell me, okay, so we're using the mantra sometimes, and other times the, that inner stillness is just there. I'm still in society, I still have a difficult job, I have a kid at home, so sometimes I need some mantra to start with, to get myself stable in the satsang, in the meditation, and then I gradually go where I know I'm supposed to be. So, are you creating a state of peace inside? Yes. It helps, no mantra helps me get there. Okay, so the state of peace, you will always have to, you know, use the mind to like, oh, I need to go back in here. And that's fine, but we're not, talking not about always. something else. Yes, not always. When I need to go through that stage of gradually finding the peace. Okay, what we're, what, what this satsang is about is like deeper than the peace of mind. The character will get the peace of mind. I'm interested in your identity. Your identity is not the character who's looking for a peace of mind. That's what I'm saying when I'm talking about moving from the belief to faith, which is that deeper state where I doesn't matter, the character doesn't matter. Okay, the, the faith is in the character. What you are isn't engaging in any Aspect of um, that the was technique. actually a question I was wanted to ask you because this is a theory I studied, you know, and the teachers who, you know, published this kind of things for centuries, say that I and who you are in the character is at the belief level, at the mind, while faith is a deep state where you have the faith that there is divine and you are part of it, and there is no I there anymore. It's just a, a state. It's just a pure state. Okay, but that's for the character. What you're describing is still for the character. I'm only telling what I read, so this is I not my personal opinion. Yeah, what's your personal opinion? I did experience these different stages, that belief and faith, and I believe that sometimes when you go through difficult stages in life, you tend to kind of jump back in the belief, in the mind. Oui, oui, oui. I. I I tend to go back sometimes temporarily in the belief in the mind. I never lost my belief, but temporarily I might have had doubts and moved from my heart to the mind, but then practicing satsang and mantras and praying and meditating helped me go back there. I do not know if I went so much farther than the face. I could not tell. I'm not going to say I'm a liberated person. I do not know, maybe I did. I believe I did leave, you know, some other states, but it's still at the mind level. So I did leave states of ecstatic, you know, I felt immersed with divinity, 
but I cannot possibly state that I am there already. Okay. The investment that, you, that you've placed in your intellectual studies is going to be a problem. That investment, I'd like to kind of uh, say, listen, the investment in it uh, and, and the hours and the methodology, at some point, just let the door open to see that that actually is the distraction. It's a tool for living. I know. That's why my first teacher about 20 years ago, they there because I'm an intellectual, and I'm almost 40, and I lived all my life being an intellectual. My first teachers directed me towards Gnana Yoga because they knew I was prone to put everything through rational thinking and intellectual yes. mind. Yes. So I've been guided towards that yes. idea of reaching the direct. So I'm still you know, struggling that because I'm kind of conditioned to think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How do you feel right now? Um, I feel good because I like to. I like debate. I really love debate, so I feel this is sort of a sort of debate. But um, I would need to get in a state of silence and not speak. And I don't mind audience. I don't mind other people speaking, I just need to get in a state of silence and go back home in my heart and then I would get to that state and feeling and not thinking. Okay, but that's the character going to a state. So how do we go beyond character completely? Your intellect is not going to get you there. And the investment of best part of 40 years in that has to be seen to have been a distraction. The things that we hold really, really sacred, the things that have the most noble value are the most difficult to drop. And you can stay an intellectual for your whole incarnation if you want, and you'll have a brilliant mind. And that's all. I'm, I'm sorry I'm not going to be here tomorrow and the whole weekend because of previous commitments, but I do believe that just being here for two hours is a very good experience and I hope I'll attend your events again. Um, I teach the meditation of the heart and the teachings of Ramana Maharishi, but when I teach it, I keep on learning. Because I teach others, starting from the intellectual knowledge, but then together with my students, I progress towards that state. So, I don't sure. believe we have. Sure. At some point, you'll have to see the intellect as the creation. The, the, the mm, what do you call those wheels inside in the hamster cage? You know those? Yes. Okay. That's what you're doing. And, and you're happy enough with the, with the, you know, the crumbs that fall off it, you know? No, I'm, I'm not happy with that. I'm happy only when I get in that state or I forget about everything and just feel. Okay. So, you're... You, you have justified the intellect all the way through this, justifying the intellect, what you've learned. And even when you're teaching, you, you, you learn something. And it's like, these are crumbs. These are crumbs. To, I'm inviting you to see through the loop, the loop that your intellect has created for itself. Because it's been created by life, by the ego, call it what you like, by separation. The intellect is now the problem. 
Well, I'm looking for Atakir, which is your way to get it. Just sit with it. Not working it out. Just sit with it and see, okay, if the intellectual approach were to stop, what would I be left with? What would you be left with? Divinity. You give me the right answer, or is it one that you know is the truth? truth no, that's what I'm. You know, that's that's the happiness. That's what I experience when I'm really happy. That's, but I have to say I because there is nothing, no phrase in grammar that does not contain the word I. So that will go sure. to the character. There sure. is no other way I could say it. The word I is fine. It's about you knowing whether or not you invest in it. You, you know, you you have to know. Well, if there is a belief in the I, then 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 yeah, use the eye, you know? Or the state of bliss is in the divine nature. That's when I feel it. Anything else is a quest. Okay. Okay. Take some time sitting with the intellect. Is it your friend or is it your foe? Thank you. Okay, sure. I kind of, um, I'm sitting a lot um, and not really participating in life. Okay. It's really isolating and... Um, just want to move that up closer. Okay. It's all right. Sure. If I can, uh, so if I tilt it up and then if I... How's that? Okay. A bit better? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this, this one, no? Oh, right. This makes it go. Jesus. I don't have a lot of skin with me. Thank you. Great. Okay, thanks. So, actually, in, um, you've pulled back from life, you were saying. Yeah. Mm. And it feels like that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Uh-huh. And so I'm not really managing in the world the way I should be managing, you know? And I feel like that is part of what I'm supposed to be doing now. Are you learning from that? Like, are you seeing things? Is it exposing stuff? The consequences of not engaging in the world? Is it exposing stuff? When I accept it for what it is, I see the learning. Okay. But it's the judgment, I'm not functioning, I'm not working, I'm not making money, and da 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 But I feel like it's what I'm supposed to be doing right now. But there's the idea of I should be something else. But I think that the, like I, like I think I'm getting somewhere doing this, but it's really painful. And who's the one who's getting someplace? <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, when I, when I pulled up, I had this idea. I was like, who is this me I think I am? Yeah. So it's that me. I guess yes. it's that me that thinks she's getting somewhere. She's getting somewhere, yeah. It's like maybe it's okay to just be in the world and not even get anywhere, but just have fun. And I don't know. It's like I have this... But as you were working with this young woman, it was like, well, if I didn't read, who would I be? 
because I read and 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 I know every you know I know so much but sure. it's like so what you and know? it's so what yeah it is so what yeah yeah good and so when you said this is another industry that like it just shifted something for me because yeah. I I think this is different. Yeah. Like, I think this is special. Oh, yeah, special and more noble and... Yeah, yeah, of course. So. More involved and like... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're better than the rest of the race because we're a tax down. Have you not realized it? Right. Yeah, yeah. So calling it an industry and saying it could be casino really helped. Yeah. So, I don't know, I just... I guess I do want to get somewhere, though. <laughs> I want to get somewhere. <laughs> You're not there already? Yeah. Yeah. You don't like that one? No, I like it. I am there sometimes. Okay. But I should be doing something in the world more noble. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So pull, pulling back from the world. All right. Is there is there whatever you can use to 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 spin out the character's game with herself? If you need to spin out the character's game, then fine. That's what we're doing, no? That's what spiritual practice is like, is just spinning out. And we already have the idea that it's like the last thing, you know? That that's our spiritual path is the last thing. Everything else is a bit less. Okay. So the spinning out of what she's doing. Um, when, when, when you're judging her for not participating, does that come from ideas about self-image? Does it come from the ego stuff? Or the I should I should be engaging, I should be contributing? Or does it come from something a little more holistic? Both. I have both. Huh. So I have both. I have something to contribute and I want to participate. And I feel a lot, you know, I'm way more alive and joyful and when I am sharing versus when I'm hiding. And then there's you know, sort of the worldly things like I need to earn a living and survival. <laughs> yeah. How so. long? How long is it that you that this withdrawing period is is on? I guess. Uh, oh, it's been a long time. Well, no, the, it's really it's uh, the true flow has been gone for a long time, like eight years. Ah. Okay. Want to continue the? Yeah, it's all right. Let it come. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah. We work so hard at the spiritual path, you know. We work so hard. just to see that it's another distraction. What will the character learn if there's another eight years of this? Well, it's kind of a story that it's eight years because, you know, it's really just a story. It's not really even real. 
you know, like I could have said three months. Sure. You know? Sure. So, and, you know, I don't know. I mean, I have three months and I have eight years. <laughs> sure. But it's like, I'm in life. I don't know. I don't know. I hate to think that I've been out of life for eight years. So. Okay, let's go with three months. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're just numbers. <laughs> so what's it, what? Is there more to be learned by staying disengaged? Yeah, I think there is. Like what? I don't know. Um, what is it? Yeah. I don't know. I just think there's, I'm in a process that I'm, there's, I guess I think I'm getting somewhere through a process. So that's my deal. That's my sacred cow is process. Uh, that's it. Yes. Uh-huh. That is it. I love to process. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's it. All right. So if I didn't process, if I just was, yeah. if I just am. Yes. And let the character be processing herself because she'll always be tidying herself up. You know, she's, She's, I mean, she's got to work on this judgment for not engaging in the world, for one. I mean, like, look, you know, we can create things for her to do, no? Yes. There'll always be something to be processing. Absolutely. But you're, that can go on on the side. That's just what the character does. She could be biting her nails or she could be, you know, I mean, it's just a habit. Right. And it's part of that movement to evolve, you know, to in some way improve ourselves. That happens. So is it like there's nowhere to get, there's nothing to do? The, I'd like it for, not, for it not to be a sacred cow. Mm. There's everything to do, because life is for a living. Mm. It's to be enjoyed and engaged in as much as you can. But the, it's, the gig is for the character. To know that what you are, what you are is not the character, but playing as the character, if, if you want to go that close to it. So let the character play. Sure, why not? It's to be enjoyed. It's to be enjoyed. That's all consciousness is doing, is, is, is enjoying itself. How can I manifest like this? How can, what would it be like if I did this, if I did that? And, and you know, we, we have the residue or villages of where there's a hardship in it, you know? Mm. It's just the residue of religion, you know? There doesn't need to be anything hard in it. But man, I, I did the hard one, I'll tell you. Once you discover, oh my God, all I was doing was like purging Catholicism. You know? That's, that's what I was doing. That's what I was doing was Catholicism turned into shamanism because that was cooler or something. I don't know. I mean, do you know? What was it? Just, just madness. Just, just a bit of madness, you know? Until it's like, oh my God, this goes nowhere. This is keeping, this is keeping the, the person alive, alive. I am busy doing this, doing this stuff, reading this stuff, going on these, whatever, satsangs, trips. I am so engaged and committed to my process, and it's the only thing in the world. And it's like, oh my God, the whole thing is just a show, an egoic show, you know, for my own entertainment, of course. So you, you can't really help it, you know, whether it's engaging in the world. It's not about, is it right for me to, to go out or is it right for me to pull back and to continue this solitary life? You don't really have an option. You know, there's going to be a lifestyle lived. 
But if the motivation to live the lifestyle is in some way coming from a belief system around being hard, difficult, critical, I have to do this, if there's an idea of penance, just check it out. If you know after checking it out that you have to do it, then there is a bit of karma. Then there's karma. Yeah, you've got, you got, you got to do it, actually. There's something karmic. Whereas if it's like, oh my God, I'm just doing this to myself because, because it's my sacred cow, but this is how I like to distract myself, but this gives me a role in the world. If it's light like that, then you'll know, okay, I'm kidding myself here. Drop it. Drop it. And see if there's a move to get work. See if there is a move to engage. If there is, there is. If there isn't, there isn't. So you've got you to find out what is the real motivation. Okay, you love process. Is there something deeper? Or is it just you've given yourself to 24-7 processing for your own entertainment? I think it's fear. It's fear. Yeah. Say I have a million ideas and a million things I could be doing and I don't pick one and I don't move forward. And so I'm like, they're all brilliant ideas, though. <laughs> you know, <it's> like, <laughs> No, I mean, I, I, yeah, if, yeah, I, if I don't test them out and I don't know all that, you know, it's fine, okay, that doesn't work, go do something else. But I've been just in, stuck in fear and not moving forward. Yeah, and I knew that, but I still, I don't know what's to, to, that's why I just think I need to sit with it and, and maybe it is karmic to just be with it until it shifts because I don't even know what steps to take. But that all sounds so... Yes, it does. <laughs> it does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah. yeah. When you so, said sit, maybe I should sit with it. It's like uh-uh. No, uh, take, take a step. Take a step. Just walk. Take a step. Yeah. And you'll fall, of course. Right. You know. That's so what? So what? That's how we learn, no? Yes. Yeah. That's the game. Get up again, you know. But have more fun doing it. Yeah. Stop being so serious. Stop being so serious. <laughs> Life was never meant to be taken seriously. Yeah. Really, yeah. really. It was, it was never meant. All we need is to be able to respond, you know, that, you know, but then we have the weight of responsibility and the weight of duty and it's like, that's all in your head. Yeah. That's all in our heads, you know. Life just happens and the next moment is full and the next moment is full and that's enough. It's enough. Yeah. And one moment we're planning and one moment we're with our kids completely in the present moment and it's fine, it's fine. Whatever, whatever's happening in that moment, it's fine. It might be focused on the past, it might be focused on the future, but it's all rich. It's all rich, you know. Mm -hmm. it, it's not karmic for you. It's not. It was just time out. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. And, and be open to it cranking up and engagement. Just be open to it. To it cranking up. There might be a few false starts. And, and that's all right. Let, it's going to take a while. It's like, it's like an engine that hasn't been started in a while, you know? It's going to not tick over the first time or the third time, you know? Mm -hmm. It might be a little bit like that for you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Sure. <laughs>
หายใจหายเริ่มเลยมั้ยI feel like I'm I'm in the middle of nowhere. It's 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 just a mind game because what I feel like is there is a, there is a deep belief, there is a deep feeling that. I'm not what I am, but at the same time, I don't see it. When I don't see it, I feel I don't know. I kind of feel a little frustrated sometimes, but at the same time, whenever I get the feel, I'm happy. I I really don't know what's happening to me, but there is this feeling that I'm in the middle of nowhere. And being too young, I couldn't talk much to the people around me because not all the people think about this, right? So, <laughs> so it's like even if somebody asks me what did you do weekend, I say I was sitting. So it's it's kind of sometimes gets weird, but I don't feel bad for that because I I feel like that's what I should be doing. So I just wanted to. Kind of tell and see. I want to understand what is happening. Mm. I don't know. Has it always been a little bit that there was something kind of back, or you know, not completely engaged? Have you always had a sense that you were kind of pulling back yes. and yeah? Yes. Yeah. And there, there is, there is a. A situation that comes up, and I start sitting and watching what is happening. Uh, there is no thought. There is no awareness, and there is a pull back, and I just come back. I don't. I feel like I'm stopping somewhere. Like, But you're stopping somewhere. Yes. Yeah. I feel yeah. like I'm stopping somewhere, and I couldn't move further. And it happens so often that I I couldn't go beyond that. There is there is this stop feeling. I just come back. I don't know. So when you go back, you you get stopped. It's it's in the backward direction that the stopping happens. I just I just feel like I'm <coughs> progressing uh -huh. and. When I don't receive or when I don't see any thoughts, yeah, there is this moment when I recognize it. I just come back. I just kind of recognize that there is no thought or no feeling. Yes, and there is this stop. Okay. And I just came back to normal. Then start thinking about something else, whatever. Yeah. Just happens. So. Huh. So something is slipping into the natural state. When it, when it when it happens, slipping yeah. into the natural state, yeah. that is when I recognize it. Yeah, it's like trying to get hold of it and come back. Yes, this is what happens. This is exactly this is the classic, because the moment that 
you recognize that you are not there. <laughs> you know? Yes. Of course you are. <laughs> yeah. The, the yeah. personal you. You see? Because the natural state, there's no you there. There's no personal I there. Mm. That's the natural state. There's no personal I. And let's say everybody is experiencing it. Like very often we do something hypnotic. You kind of go into that trance. Driving the car. Going up and you're like, whoa, I missed 40 miles there. <laughs> you know that? You know that? Like, what happened? What happened? And it's like, actually, you probably weren't. And it, like, were you daydreaming? And it's like, no, actually, it just disappeared. You know? And you're, the natural state is, is, driving is happening, but the natural state is there. Very often it's like that. The natural state is just there. So, so the second that the I comes back, that the ownership comes back, for you, you're, you're, it's like coming back gradually because it's noticing, whoa, 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 this exquisite whatever it is, you know, calmness or observing or no thought or this peace. This, something is tasting what the body-mind is experiencing in the natural state. And of course then it wants it. And the eye is there again, you know? The grasping is the thing to, that will make the eye stronger. So the moment that you recognize it, don't try to grasp it, because the desire is what will make you go further from it. The desire for it will cloud it out completely. So if you can get kind of casual about it, that would be the first thing that would be useful. So it's like, ah, there was no thought there. Ah, that was that gap again. That was that gap. So, so that when the eye comes back, it comes back softer. If it comes back with desire, you're creating a wedge, a big space between no I and the I. So what we need to do is not have the I so far out in the world. And out in the world means with a desire. With a desire. That's the deepest part of the personal I. That's when it's really playing with bells on. So if it's running the desire for that feeling or for the no thought, it's like, well, too much, too much. Be casual about this. Okay, there's the sense of the eye again and something was observed. Okay. Get really soft about the eye. No desire. Have no desire. In fact, if you work on desires, if that becomes what you work on, it will change hugely for you. Okay. And I had another question. Uh -huh. um, I, I started uh, reading or... I started reading Osho's teachings mm -hmm. and there is this feeling that there is this feeling that restricts me to go to and go and look somewhere else. I kind of feel there is there is there is a connection between myself and and the teachings of Osho. And I cannot find him now because he's not alive anymore. I cannot go near to him, but at the same time, I'm trying to uh, see a living master who, who can help me with that. So it's kind of a little crazy. I couldn't come out of it. Does okay? You resonate with the teachings of Osho. Does it feel like he is your guru? Has he called you in? then do you think he would make a mistake by giving you a guru who has deceased? I'm sure. 
If he's your guru, then you wouldn't question. You see? If he has called you in as, as a follower, then your trust and faith must be 1,000% that he knows what he's doing. And if he wanted to not give you a living teacher, you've got to trust that he knows what he's doing. And I guarantee you he does. If he has really called you in, then he will also take your desire for a living teacher. What would be good to do is just to take a short period of time, like a week maximum, to really, really test and see, am I going to put myself at his feet? You know, in your head, in a photograph. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's like metaphorically. Am I, am I going to put myself at the feet of Osho and surrender and let him be my guide? Or do I need to check him out and see if he's completely authentic? Because when, you, when you're pulled like that and you really resonate, you need to find out, am I going to follow him or is, is he just useful for now? So if that depth is there, just spend a few days checking him out, saying, okay, decision time here, decision time. Because, you know, the, the guru calls the disciple, you know? And if you can trust him and you, you trust that that pull is authentic, go 100%. He'll give you all you need. Every step will come. He's in your heart. He doesn't need to be physically in front of you at all. Thank you, Jen. You're welcome. Hi. Testing. <laughs> I'm going to do this in the game. So, um... Anxiety. Just take a deep breath. And another one. The character has anxiety. Don't worry. Yeah, she's always got a lot of anxiety. Yeah, let it be there. Let the anxiety be there. It's fine. Yeah. It does go when separation goes. Going to die in July at 45 years. Oh, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, it's a rough one. I feel like he started my spiritual path with his heart attack in '95. Because I realized I had all my eggs in one basket, and I saw a tarot retreat with Anaji and a teacher. Older, another teacher I've been working with. It's more like a mentor. Sure. So, um, all along on my commitments into the past, my awakening, mm -hmm. I had a very powerful experience with that man, and, and um, 
So when um, my husband finally died, he had been through a lot, heart transplant, cancer, I mean, it's just been an unbelievable 18 years. And then I didn't have any idea how to grieve could hit so hard. And I just, I just kept thinking, well, it's, it's going to be a relief because it's been so much. You know. So then I started realizing that I was judging the way I was grieving. And I was reading, always reading, <laughs> the spiritual stuff. And, that. and I'm getting more and more a sense that the human's okay. It's okay, it's okay to allow myself to fully experience my grief. I've learned a lot and um, a lot of poems to write. And um, the conclusion, I think, at this point is, um, like I just read a little book about, um, I think what you were talking about earlier, about growing in. And uh, so sometimes I question if I'm, um, is it okay just to stay with my process? Because I feel like I am moving through the grief. It's, you know, like it's shifting. And um, I certainly have moments, you know, and I knew even before he died, I, I realized that as long as, I wrote a poem once, I said, as long as he's alive, um, a part of me will, his presence will say, you need me. And I won't be able to go to another level with my spiritual. I understood that. And I read something about your story when you went to Amakshin, and she you got that you were going to get a divorce. Yeah. And you were, no, no. It's like you're kidding me. I know. Wait, woman. And when, when I read that, I understood. Yeah. yeah. This, this would be taken. Yes, yes. Yeah. I understood it. You know, I just didn't know how much it hurt. Yeah. Yeah, it's like having your two arms cut off. So, it's really okay just to let the character have her. She, she has to. She has to feel the depth of that pain. She has to. And she learned from it, you know. And she well, gets stronger from it. But she ha she's going to be pulled apart, you know. And then I'll have poems where I'll realize that, you know, they'll come through that. What's deeper? It's totally human to feel incredible grief. 45 years is a lifetime. Well, Byron Katie screwed me up a little. I was listening to, um, I, I used to, this is the first year of, out of five years I haven't bought the New Year's cleanse that she does every year. I'm listening to like 30 hours of her working with people. Okay. And, um, with so, the same four questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's 30 hours of the same four questions. <laughs> <I know. laughs> so this is, this is what she said at the beginning of the last cleanse. Uh -huh. She's, it's very, very first opening uh, of the cleanse. She yeah. goes, so, you know, when you lose somebody, that eventually that you're going to be okay. So... Why not just get the middle part? Okay. 
Okay. And and so I would sometimes allow myself to, you know, she said, we need a new paradigm for grief, you know, that, you know, is it, is it grief or is it love? And I understand that because I found a love for my husband that I totally realized that I was shed, blocking myself from, uh-huh. you know, and that hurt so much. Yeah, yeah. And I think many of us do that. Yes. <laughs> and then they call it guilt, but I understood it was remorse. Yes. You know, yes, deep, yes. deep remorse. Yes. You know, luckily, I was able to share that with him before he died. And, ah, good. And, uh, and he, you know, he said, I have my part too. Yes. You know, keeping that somewhat of a wedge, no matter how close we were, it was still that, sure. that place where both of us were afraid to open our hearts. It's just yeah. fear. Fear it's to just melt, fear. to merge. Yes, yeah, yeah. fear. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, So I guess I'm getting what I thought I would get, which is from you, which is that onward hole. <laughs> Just, you know. Yeah, it's like the... Keep on, keeping on. And the, yeah, and it's, it's interesting that you, you told us about sharing that with your husband, that there was a depth of love that you didn't go to. And it's like you plopped into that depth of love and mm. it's allowed you to plop into the depth of grief. It's Absolutely. like the extent of the power of the emotional body, you're learning about it firsthand, the depth of how we can love and the depth of how we can suffer. And, and it's kind of beautiful. Yeah, in a way. Yeah. In a way, it is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. But it's torture also. It is totally torture. You know? Yeah. It is. And, I, and I'm a therapist. I thought I had like oh. gone to every feeling <laughs> yeah. that there was to feel. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, so that's why I thought, oh, grief, I can handle that. I can, I can handle cry. that. Let's just let it go and yeah, I can pass. Yeah. So I go through the stages and I'll be out. I'll be so relieved that I don't have to worry about him dying like I have for 18 years. I mean, you know, as I had the whole story yeah. going, you know. Yeah. And uh, it's a good thing I didn't know that really. Sure. I had sure. to deal with before, you know. Sure. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah. So in, yeah. I, I have met some, some folks who... Uh, you know, at satsang, within this context, and grief didn't, it just didn't go through the depths of, mm-hmm. of the pain of, of being human. Yes. And for some it didn't. And it's just like, you know, that's fine. You're, it's just washing through you in a different way. You know, that mm. acceptance came in, like, just immediately. It was mm. just acceptance. Mm. And it was just like a sadness. Mm. But there's no gut-wrenching pain. And some people, it's like that. Does it mean anything compared to your experience? Nothing. It's just consciousness having a different experience. Well, when um, I was... <clears throat> just last week was the first time I could actually take his ashes and hold them. Okay. I, I just couldn't even go near that. Yeah. And, um, and I realized I needed to face the fact that he was dead. Yes. And then my friend had been going by to come see you, was watching an interview with you, and you, and you, and here I am, you know, <laughs> he's dead, you know, it's like, because I was like, where is he somewhere, you know, it's sure. like all, everything to avoid that he's dead, yes. you know, yes. and then she says, oh, Jack O'Keefe shared in her story that she was talking to dead people, yes. and it's just like, oh, God, don't <laughs> put me there now, I, I'm trying to accept that he's yeah. dead, yes. you know, yes. and, and maybe... Sometime he'll show up. I don't. I don't have any clue. I don't. 
I don't. If I haven't had the experience, it doesn't mean anything to me. Yes. It doesn't matter what hundred thousand people say. Oh, my loved one came and talked to me. Yes. It hasn't happened to me. Yes. So, so I had to just go. You just have to be with your experience. Correct. Right now, it's he's dead. That's right. You're accepting that he's yes. dead. Yes. That's that's a huge thing in this culture yes. to accept death. Yeah. I realized. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So this it really feels like this whole journey has been about me really claiming my own yes. truth. Yes. And and allowing that because I have had such a strong judge like you were talking about that judge. You know, I'm not doing it right. I should be doing yeah. it better. Or there's a better way. You're not evolved enough. You're not spiritual yeah. enough. All that bullshit. Yeah. yeah. You know. That's right. Yeah. 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 So it's it's, it's feeling like a really big relief to yeah. let that go. Yeah. It it's, makes no difference. Yeah. It makes no difference yeah. at all. Yeah. And you know, and there are certain things in life, and where the the experience of being human is so big that you have to let it consume you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Let yes. it consume you. Yes, I'm consumed. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, let it, let it, let it. It's just this thing yeah. has to move through. You gotta feel yeah. the depth of it, especially mm-hmm. if you're a therapist. It's like there's a whole other layer of stuff here coming up. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like, mm-hmm. all right, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Fight it, rationalize it, work it out, and analyze it. I mean, forget it. Yeah. I hope none of your tricks work. None of them. None of them. So that you totally, totally let it have you. Yeah, that's. that's let it happen. Yes. And it'll pass by. It, it is. I'm so noticing tiny. some shifts. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Not as quite as painful. Yeah. 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 It's, a long, it, you know? it's a long time to be with somebody. Huh. Huge. Yeah. It's like you have to learn how to live again. It's like, whoops. Yeah. It's almost like another incarnation for you, you know? <laughs> How do I do it now? Yeah. Without my right arm, you know? Mm, yeah. You know? And all the grieving is causing me TMJ and I'm having all kinds of other problems. It's a very hard time. Yeah. And I'm just saying, you just have to have compassion for yourself. Yeah. And just, Absolutely. You know, it's just a rough time. It's just a rough time. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Let it all hang out. Get support and help wherever you need it with tenderness. Mm. Years ago, I read a book by a guy that was a Rudy devotee. And he said that, Rudy said that it's harder to be human than it is to be spiritual. Aha, uh, I like it. I always yeah. remembered that yeah. quote, like always. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, it's, it's really true. <laughs> oh, yeah, spirituality yeah. is a great hiding place, you know? Yeah. 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 Thank you for your, your confirmation. Yeah. Yeah. We have the wisdom ourselves, though, huh? It's... You had it yourself. Yeah. I just I get a little thrown sometimes. So sure. I'd read like, well, just go deeper than that. You know, I go deeper than that. Yeah. You know? And, and sometimes I do. And sometimes it might yeah. work. Yeah. And for some it does yeah. work. They can bypass yeah. something. Yeah. And it's like, hey, lucky you, you know, but Yeah, really. <laughs> if you're totally honest, you know. Yeah. This is how it's presenting, you've no option. You gotta let it have you. Well and and, and I'm learning about my capacity to love. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, it's like your emotional body is like whoa, totally expanding. Yeah. You, yeah. you come out with shining, but you yeah. you have to you have to, you go, have to go through it. Yeah. You have yeah. to let it have you first. Yeah. You can't like yeah. this will be worth it in the end. It's like you can't do that. No, no, yeah, you can't. No, no. no trick. 
Right, there's no right, trick, right. nothing, no escapism, no avoiding, nothing. That's why I knew, I knew my book title, whenever I get it together, it could have no kind of idea of any hope in there. Yes, <laughs> you yes, know, yes. like the way out of grief. Yes. You know, no. No. <laughs> you know, no. 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 should have you. Yeah. The way out yeah. is in. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Thank you, John. Yeah, sure. You're welcome. Uh, yeah. yeah. Hi there. I'm Kim. Hi, Kim. I just love the people that already shared, and I don't have anything super deep to share, but I really have a question about um, connecting with those who've passed. And I feel like it's been a gift that I can or have, and it happens regularly. But there's definitely times where I don't know who they are. Mm -hmm. there's times where I'm clear and then there's times where it's just beautiful and I want to know who they are or do you have any tips or secrets Um, is it your work is Is it it your work work? to do it or is it you just do it yourself okay okay Okay. Mm. huh Why do you want to know? Why do I want to know who they yeah. are? I guess... Why not? Because it sounds like it's just rounding off a nice story. Well, I don't have these conversations. There's a few ladies in this room that, that know these conversations, but, um, yeah, most people, you can't have that. You can't. You can't tell that story. And for me, it's really not about finishing the story. Okay. It's about being able to connect and hear the message. So maybe... maybe. Have you asked them to reveal more about themselves or who they are? No. Probably not. Is it useful practice? I, don't, I, haven't, I, I admit that I haven't done my homework a lot. I watched some videos on, on you, mm. but is, is it your perspective that it's good to do or, or well, the practice? I mean, it was, it was my gig for a while, you know, and that was a learning curve and stuff. But, I mean, what I ended up concluding, I suppose, was that Dead people are just like living people. They're all, you know, looking for something better. And we think over there is better and they think here is better. And, you know, it's like far away from the greener. It's the same gig, no? Do you know? It's just like... And it's just more conversation. It's just more information. It's just constant information from there, from here. And I was like, enough. I just like, enough. It's shut the thing down, you know, shut it down, it's just, there's too much, there's stories here, there's stories there, (laughs) I was just like, it's enough, it's enough for me to just deal with what I have to deal with in the physical, and and so I, I handed it back, you know, I shut it down, interesting, you know, because it just, yeah, 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 okay, thanks, but talk to them. Yeah, I, I have been. Yeah, and ask them, give me some information. I want to know a bit about you. You know, I 
ask them, what year is it? Mm. That's an interesting one. <laughs> then you get a, whoa, okay, okay, now, now, you know, it opens a whole other. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Good advice. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Sure. <laughs> Time for one more. Or we can sing. Sure. Is there anybody who needs who needs to come up? He's got something on his arm. No? Yeah. Like the can do in front of you, is it? <laughs> you okay? All right. Well, let's sing for a minute, shall we? We've just got five minutes left. Would that be all right? Yes. Yeah, okay. All right.